Welcome to the Pathbreaking Podcast. My name is Antonio. I wanted to start off today's episode just saying thank you to everybody who's been listening to the podcast, also to the people who have shared it on social media or gone to our YouTube channel and watched the video segments. So we really appreciate your support. We've been doing this podcast now for about seven and a half to eight months, and it's been an amazing experience to be able to share oftentimes stories of people who have come up and through their art and made a career out of it, and also just personal experience of mine that I that I can share that hopefully will help you, guide you along your path. So that's what this podcast is all about, really just inspiring and sharing with each other, and also just making sure that you know, we're always communicating and being transparent about some of the things that we know, information that we know, because one thing I've learned through my experience is that people who have a lot, they share their experience with other people who are coming up. And so this is just from my personal experience. I think it's you each one teach one, right? That's sort of the mentality that I have. And if I can help anybody along their path, hey, look, then I'm willing to do that. That's what breaking is all about. I'm part of the breaking scene, the hip hop culture, and it's all about sharing with each other. And so today's episode is kind of interesting because I know a lot about the subject. Um, I wouldn't call myself an expert, but I'm definitely very experienced in this subject because I've done it more than once. And I started from scratch. I started with no money down. And I was able to create a business that is thriving all the time and that has become very, very successful. And so I feel that my experience could potentially help somebody who's coming up in their career. And if they decide to do the same or similar path that I did, that it might help guide you. And so I wanted to talk about how I created a first, the first academy for breaking as a sport and as an art form. And so how did I do that? And sort of my path on how I began, just to kind of give you some perspective. Before I was doing the schools, I was working at a gym and that's what I did full time. That was my full time job. I was a salesperson there. And then eventually I got promoted to general manager. And I did that for about a year. And while I was doing that, I was always uh, practicing my breaking. I wanted to become a professional b-boy, right? That was my goal. And through that goal and through that passion of wanting to be the best that I could be at breaking, I found other things. And one of the things that I found was that I could combine my business experience and my breaking and put it together and create a business out of it. So how can I turn my passion into a business? That was really my my main focus. Now, before I had the school, I had a lot of other businesses. I tried many, many, many times. Trust me, I was never, you know, never satisfied and I kept on failing. At one point, I was a real estate agent. Another point, I had a translation business. Um, I used to sell electronics. I mean, you name it, I've tried it. Um, I started selling candy when I was about 13 years old. So I've been really in this business mentality my whole entire life. I mean, since I can remember, I was always in that mentality. And so I tried a lot of other things and I failed many, many, many times. So I will have to say many a few times because that's exactly what happened. Now, I failed so much that I got to the point where I decided that if I was going to fail anyways, I may as well fail doing something that I love. And this is around the recession time. So a lot of people were out of work and the real estate market sort of dried up. And so 
I really wanted to figure out what I wanted to do long-term for the rest of my life. And I realized that dancing had always been a passion of mine and business had always been a passion of mine. So I decided that I would put all my eggs in one basket and focus 100% on breaking and turn it into a business. And so I started pursuing what I love right now. It's hard to really put your mind around it to say, oh, I'm going to pursue what I love, right? But you can do it. And it just takes a lot of dedication and sacrifice. It's not just like getting a job and then working your way up. This is different. This is all relying on you. And so you really have to decide and really, you know, you can't just not do it all the way. And so you must, you know, put all your eggs in one basket, unfortunately. And that's just the way it is if you really want to build something from scratch. And so let's get right to it, right? So... Number one thing when I started out is that there was no other schools for breaking. Uh, as a matter of fact, when I would share with people the, the idea that I wanted to open a school for breaking, a lot of times they would sort of say, like, it's not going to work or, you know, this is pretty risky move. Right. So you get a lot of these things from people and I didn't never really listen to to it, but it, you know, it was always there now. There was no other examples for me, right? So what I ended up doing is I, I reflected back on my martial arts days when um when I was a you know black belt in martial arts. I went through the whole system of martial arts. I remember my master running his business. I remember the schedule of the classes. I remember the belt system. I remember the tournaments, and I basically took all my experiences and turned them into a breaking school. So I basically created a breaking school that is like a martial arts school. That's really how I modeled it. I just used my own personal experience and I found the courage to go for it and to not, you know, back down and listen to what people were saying about it might not work, it might not do this. Now, starting is scary, but your passion will help you gain that courage. Okay, so if you believe in something enough and if you're passionate enough, it will give you courage. Because it is a scary move and it is scary to to take that that plunge and to say, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to dedicate myself. But one of the biggest things that I remember when I first started was that I really believed in myself and I believed in myself way more than other people. Right. Because maybe they didn't know me too well or maybe they just, you know, don't believe in people as much. I don't know. But I do remember that I believed in myself a lot. To the point where I would constantly be talking about what I was going to do and I was constantly like letting people know so that they would believe me more or something like that. But I always believed in myself. That was the one of the things that I do I do know for a fact. And I would envision myself becoming successful. I would imagine my school being full already and operating at full capacity. And I remember even imagining myself teaching a full class there and having a business that was already active and moving. And, and I really kind of envisioned it. So I'm, I'm a big believer in manifesting your own destiny, your own path. And I was constantly waking up and imagining that I was going to the school and imagining that, you know, there was people there already waiting for me. Imagine that the colors of it, I would draw it, I would, you know, think about it, I would I would talk about it. And this obsession really manifested the school because 
the, what I was thinking about in my mind ultimately became what it is today and how you see it when you walk in. This is what I imagined many, many years ago. And so it is a, a, a true thing that if you believe in yourself, if you have the courage and the passion that you can manifest your own destiny and you have to obviously envision it constantly, but you know, something that anyone can do now starting there's nothing worse than not starting. Sitting on an idea for too long, it just discourages you when you don't start. So one of the things I would advise anyone who's who's thinking about starting this type of business or any type of business for that matter, is you start and you work through the challenges as they come. You constantly adapt and you adjust as you see, as you see fit. And so going through the motions, you're going to find things that work. You're going to find things that don't work. You're going to find new ideas. You're going to discover new things. And But this is all because you started. If you don't start, you're never going to learn. So in the very beginning, before I started my school, I was so scared. I was literally thinking about the worst. Like, what happens if it doesn't fit, if it fails and I have to keep paying rent? Like, that's like one of the biggest questions I get from people is how do you make rent every single month, right? Or how do you make a mortgage every single month. It's the scariest kind of position to be in, but also remember the other things. You have the passion, you have the courage, and you believe in yourself. So this kind of thinking should be out of your mind. Like, how am I going to make the rent? Obviously, because you're going to have a thriving business. That's how you're going to make the rent. So don't really think too much about it. If anything, prepare yourself for it. So now the next question that we'll talk about is money, right? Where do you get money to start? Like, how do you do that? So when I started out, I started out by saving money. So I would basically, any any commission that I got from the gym job, I would put it into an account and I would stack it up. And I stacked up enough, I wouldn't say too much, but just enough to get going, to feel comfortable, right? So it's not that you even need money to start, but... It does help to have a little bit of a cushion there just in case, right? You, it just makes you feel better. But again, going back to the same thing I was saying earlier, you have the passion, you have the courage, you have you believe in yourself, you've already started or you're thinking about starting, you have some money saved up, right? Where now you have a little bit of a pillow, not that you need too much, but just again, you know, you at least something is there for you to sort of tap into if you need to. And I think this is probably the area where most people get stuck, the money part, the how to make money, the where do I get money. And there's a lot of different ways you can get money, right? One of the ways you can do is you can go to a bank and apply for a small business loan. You could do that. And it's pretty low interest rate, so you can always apply for something like that. But I would think from my personal experience, not having any debt in the very beginning it's probably the best way to go about it. So raise some money, save some money, uh, sacrifice a little bit, save some money up, and then you'll have a little bit of a cushion where you feel very comfortable. And then you can start to really ask yourself that question of when is the time and, and how do I how do I go about doing this now that I have the money, I have the passion, I have the ideas. Now, how do I get going? OK, so this is what I would recommend for all of you who are listening if there's anything that you can take away from this is that it all relies on you. At the end of the day, it's all about your passion. It's all about you believing in yourself and pushing forward 
and raising money right through savings you could do it that way which i recommend again for most people listening that saving your money is probably the best way you can also get a loan so don't get get confused that there's only one way and finally you have a little bit of money you have all the things that we talked about already and now it's time to find a location so how do you find a location this is kind of the next step now there's a couple of things you can do number one you could contact a commercial real estate agent to help you through the process. I would probably recommend this because when I started out, I got lucky and I actually found the space myself. So I didn't need an agent. I just went directly with the owners and I was able to negotiate at least that way. So it all depends on like your scenario. But if your area, if you're not too familiar with that area, you might want to talk to a real estate agent, a commercial real estate agent. You don't pay them. They get paid by... When they, when they lease a building, the landlord will pay them. So I wouldn't really worry too much about needing money for that, but I would contact somebody and interview a few people to find the right person. You don't want to just hire the first person that comes around. You know, interview maybe three of them. And f- from those three, figure out which one fits you best because the one that's going to be the successful one is the one that you feel the most comfortable working with. This is in re- commercial real estate, that business. It's very fast, but right now can be a little bit slower because of the pandemic. And so negotiations, you can negotiate at least to the point where you feel really good about it. So don't get discouraged if you are asking for too much. That's part of the negotiation process. And what will happen is that they'll just come back with something and and basically you guys will find a perfect place for both people because the landlord wants you to be successful and you also want to be successful and so the combination of that allows for you to make rent while at the same time allows you to have a, a thriving business. And so make sure you find, you know, a real estate agent to help you out. Now, you could be like myself and go on loopnet.com and find your own your own building and then contact the agent that way. But you're going at it alone. So I wouldn't recommend this if you don't have a lot of experience in real estate. Like I had an, I had experience in real estate because of my background. But if you don't have a lot of experience in real estate, I would suggest that you contact a agent, an agent and, you know, sign a contract with them so they can represent you. I would suggest this is probably the best way to go about it, especially when you're starting a new business. You don't really want to be thinking too much about the ins and outs. You want to learn, of course, but you would rather have somebody to represent you and make the best decision possible. Now, another thing you hear it all the time. Location, location, location. Everybody says that, right, in real estate. And it's true. You want to find a good location. You know, you want to think about a place that has a community. Think about community. Find a neighborhood. Find an area where there's a lot of arts and community and events and, and schools. And really find a place where it fits your business model. Because out of all the students that we have, I would say about 80% are youth. And the rest are teens and adults. Okay, so you can see the demographics right there that most of them are going to be younger. And so you want to be in an area that has a lot of parks, that has a lot of events, outdoor events. You want to find other businesses like yours, for example, and contact them and ask them questions about how how they how much they charge, how they're feeling, you know, how how they started and get to know other businesses in your area. This is how you're going to find out if this is the right place for you. And it's also going to give you a little bit more courage, right? Because 
you have everything else already. You have some money saved up. You have yourself a real estate agent. And now it's time to find a place. This is probably the most fun part as well because I, I really enjoy it. And I'm actually on the search again right now. And it's really fun just to look at different buildings and kind of envision your school there. It's really it's a really cool thing to do. So I would say that. I would say to definitely find a place that has a community already. Okay. I know a lot of times, especially in the dance world, you'll see dance schools that are like out of the out of the cities or like away from from a busy area because they want the space versus the location. But I think about the opposite. I think about location as being more important than the space. I'd rather have a smaller space and a better location than a larger space in a not so great location. That's my take on, on locations. And I would suggest that you contact a real estate agent. They can give you stats on the area. They can give you information to make your final decision. So once again, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this segment. I would like to do more segments like this. And if you have any questions on how I started a school or on how you can start your own school or on any, any type of business for that matter, feel free to contact at pathbreakingpodcast.com at gmail.com you can also follow us at pathbreaking podcast on instagram and follow me at coach t underscore usa one takeaway from all of this is you got to believe in yourself the recipe for success is the same if you don't believe in yourself you're not going to get started you're going to sit on it right you save some money get yourself a real estate agent and get to it, and hopefully you can become a success as well. So once again, thank you all for listening to the Path Breaking Podcast. This is Coach T underscore USA. I'll see you guys on the next one.